1: It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano.
2: Hello, hope you're having a lovely day. The birds are chirping quite loud today in New Jersey. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano founder of inspired to health advocate of an initiative dear to my heart, Operation Save Uterus. I'd be excited to hear from you. You can like me on Facebook at inspired to health Follow me on Twitter at inspired to health So that's for Twitter, it's I-N-S-P-I-R-E, the number 2 health. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Lorraine.Giordano, L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E, G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. So tonight's episode presents the question, is yoga making you sick? And my guest, Shweta Parma, and I are going to exchange and chat about some of these healthy trends that we see all the time, especially like yoga, um, it's all the crazy days, and how these, some of these common trends may or may not be benefiting your womb, your productive well being, even your physical, emotional vitality. So, my lovely friend Shweta is the creatrix of Gutsier Living and Baby the Mama. And she kind of brings in a very unique perspective and, and a deep wisdom as an Ayurvedic practitioner and an Ayurvedula. Um, if you'd like to connect with Shweta, you can contact her at gutsierliving.com. That's her website. Um, so that's G-U-T-S-I-E-R-L-I-V-I-N-G.com. And you can like her on Facebook at Shweta, S-H-W-E-T-A dot Parmer at P-A-R-M-A-R dot and I tend to spell Ayurveda wrong all the time, so I'm going to spell it out, A-U-R-V-E-D-A. So, her Facebook is shweta.parmar.ayurveda. And what's cool is that on Instagram, you can use that same handle, uh, to connect with her. So, hello, Shweta. Hi, Lorraine. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today?
3: Good. Um, Thank you for um, creating the space to share Ayurvedic and yogic knowledge and perspectives, um, which I feel is quite missing from the mainstream wellness world. So thank you.
2: You're welcome. And I would agree that it is missing from the mainstream wellness world. And I think there's so much valuable insights that Ayurveda Share so it's great to have you on and and share your your wisdom and your insights with our listeners. So let's take it from before we get into that that deep question: Is yoga making you sick? Let's talk about um, holistic health and healing um, because there's a lot of messaging out there on TV, especially on social media, about holistic living and health and natural health and there's so much info out there Um, but how would you describe it based on your practice based on your experience because you've done a lot of um, work in New York and in India so you you kind of bring a unique uh, take on what really holistic really means
3: yeah um, and so you know you know, a lot of folks who are probably listening to the show and a lot of folks in our community, you know, everyone is, the beautiful part is everybody is looking into doing something differently, right? They're seeking. I think there's a lot of, in our current world, people are seeking different ways of doing things that are more natural. And so there's amazing, beautiful modalities out there. And so Dr. Oz, um, Dr. Wheel, You know, yoga journal. There's a lot of amazing, beautiful resources there where people um, can start learning, right, and applying um, the knowledge to their lives and trying out different things. My, what I've seen in my practice and for my own self when I first began. Um, more on the wellness path for my own self-healing because I'm healing from a genetic disease, uh, which is why I'm passionate about igniting the inner doctor in everybody, um, is that it's kind of more of a one-size-fits-all process, right? So some common things that we may read in blogs or hear about is drink eight glasses of water, drink have um, eight hours of sleep, well, the beautiful part is life is very organic. And in nature, um, it there is no one size fits all, right? We each have our journey true, and true. we each have yeah. our challenges in life. And so here in Ayurveda and what yoga brings a beautiful lens and consciousness about is like, first, who are you? What is your um, need, right, depending on what? Who you are elementally. So in Ayurveda and yoga, we really work with the nature's five elements and how it works within your mind and body. And so, for example, eight hours eight hours of sleep may not be the most healthiest or beneficial um, remedy for somebody who. Can it can aggravate depression in them because of their, you know, strong earth and water elements, for example. Um, Once again, these are generalizations. My point being here is that um, there is no one-size-fits-all. So one needs to be very, very conscious um, and be thinking, is this a right good fit for me or not? Um, does that make
2: sense? I think so. And I think it's um, it's kind of basic. But even based uh, on my own journey, right? Is I think
3: Ayurveda and you are very simple because what we're doing is we are following nature's rhythms, right? And so if we live according to nature's rhythms, um, then um, we will be healthy and happy, which is actually the definition of health in a lot of traditional nature-based medicine. And so, you know, different, uh, which is also what I feel is missing from the larger mainstream world is we, it's very product-oriented, right? So we'll have, um, it's very noun-oriented. So it could be, you know, buy this protein powder, Um, or eat kale or eat goji berries Um, but in order for one to really get the medicinal power um, and the essence of your practice um, your yoga practice or exercising or any herbs or food that you're um, taking in is that you have to be able to actually process that so not just food wise but also um, for thoughts and emotions as well. So one of the ways that you know the your processing power, which you know in our world right now, which is beautiful. Everyone's heard of the gut health, right? Microbiome are really hot words out there. Very trendy. Um, to really start paying attention and really balancing and uh, for who you are, uh, once again, the nature of the functioning of your gut, your metabolism, assimilation, elimination. And so if that's working properly um, and that's connected with the enzymes and the hormone secretions, which then in turn are also c- are connected with the rhythms of these energies that work within your mind and body.
2: So, for someone who's listening, let's say, um, who kind of is seeking and looking for information, um, Mm -hmm. what would you guide them to look for? Because I think there is so much information out there that it becomes maybe even a little little overwhelming. And so, people go for the low-hanging fruit. All right, I'm going to take turmeric every day, and that's going to make me healthier. Or I am going to Drink eight glasses of water and check it off the list. Um, Going to the natural rhythms that you were talking about, what do you have any suggestions um, based on your practice or even based on your healing journey? Yeah, and so one of
3: the things is that, in order, like I said, for these, and everything is kind of chemical at the end of the day, our body is an amazing chemical. Being <laughs> like every there's, it pretty much works on clockwork the way you know, it's been created, and so if these um, enzymes and hormones, they actually have a rhythm of secretion, but our day to day habits will um, affect the the rhythms of these. So, for example, if we want to reestablish and reset these rhythms within us, one practical, very simple thing one can do is start to um, wind down right around sunset. So sun, um, in nature, right, represents a transformation energy active. It starts to wane a little bit right afternoon, little by little, and then eventually the sun sets. And so naturally, this fire or productive or to-do energy um, starts to also wane naturally because there's no separation, right? At the end of the day, what's outside and nature also works through us within our mind and body. And so, starting to wind down right around sunset, which means in our modern world, like you know, not. Working on your laptop, right, or running around, but really um, doing more connection-type activities with friends or for yourself that really nourish you. Because more of the colder energies are starting to come into the na- naturally into the environment. So you know, really starting to wind down around sunset time. Less to do's. Um, Lots of active stuff, but more like nourishing activities that you really start to take care of yourself, like, you know, eating well.
2: Um, And then, you know, sleep. Mm -hmm. I apologize for interrupting. Uh, We're going to go to break, but let's pick it up in a couple of minutes. Yeah, we'll be right back.
1: You are listening to The Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to one 472 5792 That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to The Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everyone. You're listening to The Womb
2: Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. We are talking with Shweta Parmer, who is an Ayurvedic practitioner and Ayurvedula. And we're talking about this episode is about Is Yoga Making You Sick? And basically, it's about talking about some of these um, common wellness trends, what's in fashion right now, and how maybe it's not as beneficial for you personally. It may or may not be, um, but just to increase your awareness. Um, and ask yourself some of these questions from a different perspective. So, before we went to break, Shweta was talking or providing some insights about connecting more to the natural rhythm. So, with sunset, uh, we're in a cooling, we're kind of in a slowing down, um, our bodies are winding down. And so, I think for me, and, and Shweta, I'm guilty of this, I've done this before where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go take a yoga class at 9 o'clock at night or eight thirty at night because I want to get my yoga in, I want to work out. Um, how do you think that impacts a woman's body or, and even a guy's body as well?
3: Yeah, and so it's a really great question because, you know, that's very common because the intention here is, you know, I want to get my yoga in, right? <laughs> but it becomes, like you were saying, something on a checklist versus really thinking, once again, is this the, um, how is this connected or how is this going to impact the energies within my mind and body? And so, you know, right, like I said, you know, right before bedtime, like nine, p- 8 p.m. class, 9 p.m., usually after a class, people will maybe eat something because they'll be hungry. And that's like when you know, your liver starts to detox for the day. But if you're putting more food in right after a class, like that's going to really not help, you know, your metabolism slash these rhythmic secretions, right, in your mind and body. So there's a time and place to do do yoga. Um, You know, unfortunately, in the capitalist kind of commercial yoga world, you know, in order to keep a studio open, they have to offer classes around the clock. That's one factor. Another p- factor is people are not taking their health and um, their well-being as seriously. And I guess maybe I shouldn't say seriously, but they're not, once again, thinking, right? So it's like, oh, well, it's offered, so let me see let me schedule the class around my other stuff versus like i i should own, I let it's better it's healthier to do yoga more in the morning and early evening times when the na- nature's elements are naturally um supportive to reset this you know uh really bring in the benefits of yoga right at a very physical level but all the way to the subtle spiritual level as well and so there's a science at play in nature and within our bodies but what's not you know what I see a lot within my clients and stuff it's kind of like what you said it's like oh I've got my work done so now let me go to a class right or people are going to schedule a class around nine to five you know or and so that has to I feel get flipped a little bit it's kind of like thinking first of like okay make this your first and priority, your non-negotiable, right? Um, maybe a yoga class, may it be um, sleeping early, like we, were, I started, you asked earlier about what people do to start getting more in rhythm. So, you know, being in bed by 9.30 or 10 p.m. is conducive towards the liver to maximize its job, its life dharma, um, its life purpose, um, to detox the thoughts, um, emotions, um, uh, food of the day. And so if that is being disrupted by us being on Facebook really late or out, you know, eating at that hour, um, and that's not going to support the, this amazing, like, natural intelligence that we have within us. That which, you know, at a very physical level, these enzymes and hormones. So women in this day and age were, a lot of women are dealing with um, issues and challenges with their moon cycles or monthly menses, monthly cycles, um, fibroids, endometriosis, UTIs, um, infertility. Um, you know, they're seeking, you know, looking into I V F and a lot of other, you know, Ways to have a child and bring another baby into the world, but I feel a lot of this uh, for women. um, You know, if they were to really reestablish these nature's rhythms within um, themselves through these daily habits, um, they would not. uh, The women would not be suffering as much. So um, we would see. You know less of these diseases and disorders in society right now. And they're tremendous. They're on the rise like crazy. Yeah, I don't have any statistics, but, um, but it's I'm sure dramatic. you see that in your work as well, Lorraine.
2: Yeah, it's dramatic. And yeah. um, there's something we've gotten, there's something going on that's, it's kind of becoming natural. Oh, okay. So there is something going on. And I, I do think that. Um, and that's one of my reasons for doing this show, just to bring, you know, to have a conversation with different kind of experts, different kind of perspectives on, you know, more of a connecting, because we are um, designed to heal, and we women are designed to naturally have babies. And so, obviously, there are some women that for whatever reason, but it should be the minority, not necessarily a growing trend, a growing majority. Um, right. And I'd like to ask you, based on the Ar- Ayurveda, um, as far as the liver, because if your liver, I mean, the liver so important with hormonal balance, which is key for women, right? Keeping that <laughs> estrogen, progesterone. Oh, oh, there goes another connection. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as far as the liver um, in Ayurveda, how, how important is the liver?
3: Yeah, um, so, you know, when it comes to traditional nature-based medicine, we see everything, once again, this word connection, right? So it's there's no hierarchy. Everything is important, right? And so because that's, we have it for a reason. And so every single cell, every single organ is critical for us to be fully functioning, vital human beings to fulfill, to have a fulfilling, happy life. Right. And so, um, you know, the liver is, of course, a major organ. And so I think, the questioning also is interesting to me how you phrase the question because this is also the thought process that I feel is happening in the mainstream health and wellness world where there's a what is better, right? Or what is more important or which what is more, you know, for what? And if we kind of lived in more of these holistic connected ways where you're like, oh, this is not the time to, you know, it's past my meal time, I won't be able to digest it, the time is gone, so let me nourish myself with something more easier to digest at this hour because I'm still hungry. Or, you know, maybe I'm on my moon cycle right now and I shouldn't go running or do any yoga because I'm letting my body, this moon cycle to naturally detox and um, balance myself and let me just be more still and quiet. And, and so to me, if we were thinking in more connected and expansive ways and living as more whole beings, we're understanding and starting to tune in and understand how everything is connected, right? So one, like for example, another example, common thing, women, which are yoga t- teachers, which are mostly women, yoga students, which are mostly women, one of the trendy things that are happening is to have a juice before or after class, right? And they're on the go. It's like the thing every magazine you see it. Millions of juice bars are popping up everywhere. Everywhere. Saying so juice is not important and it's not healthy, but how you're drinking it on the go, right? Um, or you know, if you're um, the energy of the juice, which is cold in nature is that really enhancing um, or supporting your fertility because cold can bring in more constriction, especially if you're not sleeping on time or don't have a rhythm of eating your meals on a rhythmic, on a regular timing way, right? If the point is regularity and consistency creates connection because everything is synced within at a physiological level, chemically, but when you're, When things are working properly, your intuitive senses, especially as women, right? We have an amazing creative energy, potent force at play that represents like the divine consciousness of not just your own being, but we carry that creative energy of the whole planet and within us in this way. So it's a call to action for a lot of women to really pause more and to really think, how are certain healthy things that I think I may be doing? Is it truly healthy if I'm not doing other X, Y, Z things in the process because it's all connected? Does that make
2: sense? Absolutely. Oh. And thank you for highlighting that. Um, and it's really that intimate, personal awareness and relationship that we have with ourselves so I think the answers at least on my own personal journey I realized that the answers were somewhere inside of me for my highest Mm -hmm, good mm -hmm. and so tuning into that rather than tuning into um, you know an article or you know a Facebook post I think there's value in them but your greatest gift is really the relationship and that awareness you have intuitively with yourself. And I think for women, it's very important for men too, but for women, um, you know, feminine energy is receptive. So it's it's kind of being, accessing that um, stillness and awareness inside. Because I agree that one organ is not more important than the other organ. We're an intricate whole system. Yeah. We're, like we're a universe within ourselves. Nothing mm-hmm. is more important than the other. And I do agree that right now we compartmentalize, you know, the yeah. way health is talked about. It, it's it's boxed up into little boxes. Right. And so, and I think Ayurveda has been around for how many years?
3: More than 10,000 years. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, hard to really calculate, but it's eternal. It's truth, right? So how are you going to, um, it's... Yeah, it's nature-based. So, as long as nature's been around.
2: <laughs> so, on that note, let's take a break and we'll come back in 2 minutes and and continue. Great. Thanks. <laughs> we'll see you on the flip side in 2 minutes.
1: listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to one 472 5792 that's one 472 5792 or send an email to info at inspired to now back to the womb happy hour hi it's lorraine you're listening
2: to the womb happy hour our guest today is Shweta Parmer from uh, gutsyourliving.com. If you haven't had a chance on the next break, you want to take a look at her Facebook page or website. Um, again, it's gutsyourliving.com and her Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can find her at shweta.parmar.aurveda. And Shweta is a Ayurvedic practitioner and um, an Ayurvedula who helps women uh, during their pregnancy and, and post-pregnancy from an Ayurvedic um, wisdom and so we were just talking about that creating that connection um, and that internal awareness not so much what's out there but what's inside and a lot of times when you focus on the inside the outside tends to shift along with um, with your awareness. So um, continuing the combo, hi Shweta. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about Ayurveda and it's been around possibly over 10,000 years. Mhm. Right? So, you know, 10,000 years ago and it's kind of, and it still exists. So there's a certain strength and wisdom to the teachings of Ayurveda. Um, yeah, and it's you know, tied well, to nature. People also get
3: caught up in the word Ayurveda. So I like to usually, or even yoga or Chinese medicine. And one must understand that a lot of these uh, natural medicines, um, uh, sciences are based on nature's rhythms and so you know it's it's not from India and whatnot it's based in nature's principles um so one like some of the best ayurvedic doctors or practitioners you know possibly farmers right or people who work with animals um they're just in tune with nature in a different way um that others may or may not be but the point being is that, um, you know, these sciences have existed. They're meditations that were shared by sages um, given to, as guidelines. So they're not formulas, once again. They're guidelines to apply to whatever is happening in your inner and external environment. And so... Um, So, you know, like one of the things when it comes to women that I always found really amazingly interesting was that, you know, a lot of, there's not a lot written about women's health, for example, or how should women take care of themselves. And it kind of goes back to uh, what I was sharing a little bit or alluding to earlier is this um, creative divinity, right, this divine feminine, divine consciousness energy that lives within most women and they are naturally because this this energy is so potent for healing and for you know whatever your goals are in life maybe self-realization or to make a million
2: bucks whatever
3: it is it's so potent and so
2: creative uh,
3: yeah that women in that day and age also in those times you know like it surpassed the need almost <laughs> to have anything really guidance needed around it because this energy and women living according to rhythms, they, they just, it was, there was no need to have a whole chapter or a few chapters on ex- this women's imbalances in different ways. Cause to me that was interestingly telling, um, Especially when it comes to fertility and aphrodisiacs, we um, mm. so talking about aphrodisiacs for men and women. It's and for women, there's like almost nothing, because they're so, uh, you know, they're mother nature, right? They're fertile, <laughs> and um, so for even aphrodisiacs, there's almost no nothing, like there in the text. And so that's really quite fascinating and just really telling about the immense power that we women carry um, within us. And of course, the womb um, is front and center physiologically, uh, but also in a spiritual way, you know, where a lot of
2: this Yes and it is the magical mystery portal that we all come through. Um, mm-hmm. And there's still so much mystery about it, right? We only know what we think we know, but <laughs> the rest is is magical, really.
1: Yeah, and no miraculous.
3: They can explain like scientists or doctors. If you watch any, you know, um prenatal pregnancy, you know, women's health stuff, like there'll be a lot of scientific explanations, but look at us, we're all such miracle, beautiful beings that we're created from an egg and a sperm and not even twins are alike, right? And so there's a very, that's force Universal force that no one can explain, but I do, you know, really think women, especially that's the day and age right now, women really need to take more responsibility um, to really take care of themselves. So, you know, in a Western feminism way, which is also I think um, I feel is a um, a factor in causing a lot of women's health issues. Um, when it comes to the womb or just larger reproductive system or just overall health, right? Health, right. Is this Western definition of feminism also kind of takes in a bit more masculine energy and which then does not allow or doesn't, women do not allow themselves um, to really honor the kind of, true, softer side of divinity in them where they have to feel like they need to prove themselves or they have to voice themselves, right, versus just being. Um, And there's so much power in just being, right, who you are without having to fit a certain box in the mainstream culture or fight for an X, Y, Z number of jobs or make X number of amount of money, et cetera. Um, And so... Feel like and this is to me what this recent presidency in November in the fall we were going through where you know it's like wow Hillary's our first president, but beyond gender it's like what energies or what values does she represent, right? So it's to me it's a race I didn't vote for just because you know she was a woman. I actually couldn't care less. I just want to you know it's about values as well, but point being here is that the, you know, this, uh, it, taking women really need to, uh, take care of themselves. To me, this is the only way that we're going to, uh, have healthy families, healthy communities and a harmonious world. And I feel this, is really in my work and in my way of being thinking. And I feel like this is the only solution and that time has come, you know, for women to really, um, really amp up. Not that women aren't doing things that are, they definitely
2: are. They definitely are.
3: But there's an opportunity to go go deeper, right? It's really like taking another step up and to really recommit or, um, really rethink how am I being in this world and what you know how can I really harness this energy creative force within me
2: very powerful now do you have any additional tips to share with the listeners um, about you know, some- um,
3: so like I said you know every person and human being in Ayurveda is different um, you know each has a different mind and body constitution but, um, you know, in general, so these are general tips that are would be benefit any woman, depending no matter what your you know mind and body constitution is, so number one is once again reestablishing rhythms in your life, so start with even sleeping earlier than you might be, right, so if you or definitely be and start being in bed by, like, 9.30, you know, so you're actually falling asleep by 10 or 11. And so this is going to really help your hormonal um, hormonal health slash womb wellness. Um, And so that's definitely a key recommendation. Um, There's a whole science to that. People can, you know, in the Western world, you know, Circadian rhythms is something you can, people can Google or learn more about, and you'll kind of get under a deeper understanding of why I'm, I'm um, sharing the importance of rhythm. Um, diuretic, um, science and understanding and wisdom goes a little bit deeper than circadian rhythms, but it's a great start, um, if this is not something you're already, you know, if this is a new concept for you. Um, okay. So that's one tip is definitely, you know, like your million-dollar organic food, your yoga practice, your fitness ritual, whatever you're doing, is not going to be truly, deeply beneficial for you if your rhythms are not, if these hormones, enzymes, hormones are not secreting properly. So what the first thing is to start getting your um, sleeping time and your waking up time Um, more in place in a rhythm so sleep be in bed by 10pm so you're you know so that you're waking up actually earlier and so you can wake up by 5am 6 am and you'll actually start to feel really vibrant you know people sometimes were like what 5am are you kidding that's not enough sleep (laughs) or um, that's so early but you know here in New York City, we're finally in spring going into summer, and it's a beautiful time to really do some breathwork practices, right? Simple alternate nostril breathing can really circulate and revitalize your cells early on, so it will help your productivity level, right? Also, once again, support these secretions and rhythms in your systems, Right, breath itself is a rhythm. Inhale, exhale, right? So that once again is connected to rhythm and rhythm will create that more inner connection. So once again, one number one, you know, getting to bed by like ten PM, ten thirty, um, waking up, you know, by like five thirty six A. M. If you naturally wake up before that, that's great as well. That's going to really support the secretions and hormones. Um, Number two, um, you can um, have more black sesame seeds. They're very nourishing um, to our reproductive systems. Um, And so it really brings a nice lubrication if you kind of even more conscious of sesame seeds, um, they have a very subtle oiliness to them and they're very easier to digest as well. But black sesame seeds also um, play a role in uh, healing any trauma. Um, as women, we just, you know, there may be sexual trauma, but there could be other subtle traumas that, you know, we've experienced through uh, other experiences in life with people or just, how we treat ourselves, right? Creates a lot of trauma. Yes. And so Shweta,
2: having... I'm going um, to have to interrupt you and mm-hmm. we'll pick it up when we get back from break. Great. We'll continue in two minutes.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice america.
1: Listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredthehealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. We're back. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour.
2: I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. We're having a very fascinating and interesting conversation with Shweta Parmer from gutsyourliving.com. And uh, she was giving some tips prior to break on how women could connect to their natural rhythms. And this applies to men as well. If we could pick it up with the black sesame seeds.
3: Yeah. Um, so, you know, when it comes to a little bit of external like work, you know, one of the things that women like run to or a lot of people in general is like the question is like, what herb can I take for my fibroids, right? Or my arthritis or my osteoporosis or my menopause? And I don't think once again, it's not the right question to ask. Is like, okay, because you're just replacing the chemical um, with the herb, Right. And so it's like, what are you still getting to? Are you getting to the root cause or you're not getting to the root cause of it? Right. So although it's natural and it's organic, but you still want to get to the root cause of it, which is why I stress once again, um, reestablishing these rhythms within us. So like I was sharing, um, creating one way to create rhythm is sleeping by 10 p.m., waking up earlier, like by 5 A.M. 6 A.M. Um, number two is saying, uh, as an external thing, you can one can do, which is easy. It's black sesame seeds. You can just integrate uh, a um, teaspoon, a tablespoon, in your diet every day. You can have it with your salad if you eat that, or in your soups, um, and just make sure you just take that in your system, and that really um, is. Uh, kind of clearing for the womb, so around trauma issues and other things, but also the, it's the oils are very nourishing for the womb. Um, so a the, the lot of um, times, you know, women experience a lot of PMS symptoms or cramping or, um, you know, different experiences during their moon cycles, um, maybe bleeding too much or very little. It's still irregular, right? Um, or they're not bleeding at all, which is also very common. And so, um, also, once again, these black sesame seeds will still help to regulate your cycles. But during your cycles, it's really important to just really pause. Um, once again, lifestyle habits, right? Um, that's going to take you way further than any product on the, in the whole foods or something like that. So, pausing during your moon cycles, really feeling, uh, just pausing, because when you pause, you can feel connected more, right? Or that, when, again, it's the theme of connection. And so we can feel connected to ourselves, to our divinity within us, to our inner doctor, to our inner guru, um, and so that we can start to heal ourselves. Um, and this, or, you know, support the natural intelligence, right, this divinity. And one, I feel the only way to do that is to pause. So slow down even more if you already have a pausing practice in your day-to-day. During your menstrual cycle, it's really critical, especially the first three days, to really take pause, you know just go take more walks, meditate more, journal, um, because these are nice portals and sacred times for the system to release back to Mother Nature, right? Uh, During our menses, like, literally the womb is releasing life, like tissue, at a physical level, tissue that could have embedded life in it, right? But it doesn't, and we shed it. And so this it's quite a miraculous process in itself. It really is. <laughs> and so really taking it seriously, how, you know, so slow down, really honor the, uh, you know, the body and the this whole larger universe within us to just do what it needs to do. Really, we're not doing anything. We don't have to do much at the end of the day, which is quite amazing and beautiful. But we tend to do way more than necessary (laughs) to be healthy, actually, right? So it's always like, and that's another thing in the wellness world is, you know, women, also we want to do something. We're the action takers as well, and that's why most... With women are in the yoga world or any wellness class or personal development courses or transformational courses are majority women because we do want, we do take things seriously and want to change uh, something in our lives, but oftentimes that could cause constipation, right, a lot too, because doing too much then kind of is like you said a lot of information out there right so it causes mental constipation if not physical <laughs> so um so it's really good to just pause and do less right cuz doing less is going to really relax the system and allow the divinity within us to work to do what it needs to do so do less um and pause more during your menstrual cycle
2: And it's a little counterintuitive to how society, at least in the United States, you know, the culture is do, 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 go, 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 push through. And so it's a choice, really, whether you have five kids or one kid or no kids or um, you're traveling the globe for business. It's still there's pockets, there's opportunities to choose to kind of choose you to kind of connect and slow down. Yep.
3: Yep. No, exactly. It's just like, you know, and that's where, you know, we have to be like by any means necessary, right? Malcolm X applied by many means necessary, of course, to systemic racism and all of that. But it's also, to me, I I apply it for myself. It's like by any means necessary, like get it done, you know, because it will, you know, why you will, things Will you may suffer later on in life, and there's no need to do that. Do that if you take responsibility in this way. So for cramping, you know things like that, uh, women can put just a little bit of like castor oil over uh, um, around the ovaries and on their tummies. Um, have easy to digest food, um, which means like soups, right? Like not heavy meats or um, even heavy organic vegetables like butternut squash or something that has a heavy energy to it. So how keeping it with light vegetables like zucchini or carrots. You know, beets are amazing because they really support, you know, the blood, right? Um, they're, yeah. they're really amazingly bright red. So, you know, I take in, I eat a, more beets during... Um, my menses, or beforehand even to support, you know, my men's cycle. Um, so I would keep replenished, especially um, because I'm healing from kidney disease. I tend to be a little bit naturally on the anemic side. Um, so there's these conscious things that a woman can do so that she doesn't have to really uh, go through the discomforts of a cycle, but really embrace it as a uh, really sacred time of connection right the, 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 her cycle and of course we can talk about the cycle that could in itself could be a, one
2: amazing episode <laughs> because there's so, so many facts we're going to that. have to break in a couple of minutes and um, we'll have to do that other episode soon <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to thank you so much Weta, for sharing and for coming on the show thank you so much Thank uh, you for, you know, once again, creating the space for this knowledge to be out there. It is my pleasure. And to connect with Shweta, uh, you can contact her again at gutsyourbuilding.com. Inspire another world connection. You can find her on Facebook at shweta.palmer.arveda. Again, thank you so much. And you'll have to come back soon. And we'll have that episode on menstruation. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you'd like to connect with me, you can check out my website inspiredtohealth.net. That's Lorraine Giordano, inspiredtohealth.net, and uh, on Facebook, Inspired to Health. You can like me there or on Twitter, Inspired to Health. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour, and I am very thankful to be your host, Lorraine Giordano. And take some time to connect to down there and all over. Mm-hmm. Talk to you next week.
1: Thank you for joining us for the Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week.